Hi everyone, I'm Chef Manny. Welcome to the Chef King Cook Podcast. This podcast is a journey into the life of chefs and cooks like myself. Ever wonder what it's like to work in a kitchen as a cook or chef? Well, this is the right podcast for you. So join me on Chef King Cook as we discuss the things that matters to cook the most, or at least affect cooks. From finances, mental health in the kitchen, and my favorite topic, family life as a chef. So join me on the Chef Can Cook podcast. I'm Manny Pompey. Welcome to another episode of the Chef King Cook Podcast. My next guest on the show is a great cook, a father, a DJ, a gentleman who is never afraid to speak highly of his homeland of India. Ladies and gentlemen, join me on the show today, Chef John Das, aka the Curse Smuggler. John, how are you, buddy? Very good. Um, Manny, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, man. It's a, it's a pleasure having you. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. Oh, great. So how you been? I've been great, man. Um, it's it's uh it's a weird times as you as you know, like uh, but I've been I've been keeping myself busy. Um and how about you? What's what's oh, I've been, oh, I've been hanging in there, you know. Try to keep a sane mind by doing every, you know, a little bit of mind stuff to help me cope with not being in the kitchen like we used to. I know, right? We miss being in that that busy environment, the hustle and bustle of the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, congratulations on your Lillian's Club. I watch a lot of I watch a lot of your YouTube uh, videos. It's very informative. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. It's uh we just started. It's not something really big, but it's moving in the right direction. So, so how do you get that? How do you came up with ideas? I know your daughter's name is Lillian, and you know Lillian. Right. So uh, I always uh, so my daughter's name is Lillian, and um, I always say that you have a um, like a Lillian dollar smile. So so when we were uh, thinking of a name for our channel, uh, Lillianaires Club. Uh, like sounded the best to me, so I was like, "Yeah, Lillianaires makes more sense." Wow, that that is wonderful. You know, that is very refreshing. Uh, does does she help you cook a lot? You know, while you're prepping on the show. Actually, it was her. It was her idea that we should uh, start a YouTube channel. And uh, since since the lockdown, since the whole quarantine thing, uh, we were home and cooking a lot, so it made more sense uh, since. I was also missing being in the kitchen and, you know, um, when you're out there, you see the, the reaction and get the feedback from people that, that, that channel was missing. So this has let me express and uh, put my food out there in, in one way and get the feedback from people and see like if, if it's making even 
uh, one family or one person happy that this is what they were looking for. And it, this is what, uh, this is not what they were looking for, but they ended up making that and it came out the way they wanted and it made their dinner. So it, it really like, uh, means a lot. Yo, that that is wonderful because there, there's a lot of people who's doing the same thing since quarantine started, uh, and which is a great thing. Just like they all say, knowledge is power to be able to share your talent and your thought process. And then one thing I find interesting about about uh, your um, your YouTube channel, you're not a vegan, but you do showcase a lot of vegan and vegetarian dishes, which is like I find that very outstanding and to be able to be a, a, a cook or a chef that is so you know like that's why they should people usually talk think of us they we don't normally can we can only cook one dishes one dish but you don't limit yourself so that that how do you come up with all those ideas so actually my wife she is vegetarian and at times i feel that there are certain dishes that the the people um, like who don't eat animal proteins they are missing on that part and i was like i really want to make some original dishes and some popular dishes that were only limited to uh like people who eat non-vegetarian food only it was av available for them i wanted to make it taste as good as or even better than the uh, animal protein version so that people who are vegan, who are vegetarian, can also enjoy something, sometimes those dishes. Do you have a favorite food that, you know, on your channel that you cook, that you get a lot of feedback that people was like, oh my God, I mean, I've been dying to, to eat that, but, you know, I'm vegetarian or vegan, and, and you was able to, like, accomplish something similar, or in, in the, you get... And it was wow. Right. So um, there is a there is a recipe of a spicy fried mushroom sandwich, and it it is a very simple and uh, very quick recipe. But you know there are times when you would crave. Let's say let's say there is a family just like mine, and um, there is a, a there is a couple, and one eats uh, meat and the other person doesn't, and. Uh, on, I'm being honest with you. If, even at times, I've I've been uh, like I know a lot of vegetarian friends. I have a lot of vegetarian friends, and they're like, uh, sometimes um, a fried chicken sandwich looks really tempting. I wish like, so so that was like my like I see like Popeyes has it, and then you know KFC, all these people that is like, and I really wanted to put out something that is like. Even even a person who is always into a fried chicken sandwich would say, no, man, I think I'm going to try this one today. And I really have tested and tried before putting out the video. And it actually, myself included, um, I, I'm, I, I also eat meat in moderation, though. But, but when I tried that, and I'm like, no, man, I'm never going back to eating that, that fried chicken sandwich, you know. Wow, that's that's awesome. You know, he's saying speaking of uh fried chicken with mushroom, I recently had uh Dorica uh McFarlane, she you, you know we work with her and she's also a pure vegan. I know. And what I mean by pure by pure vegan, she does amazing, amazing food. 
and and she once she was saying something similar like you like just like what you just said and she said like people seem don't seem to understand the the concept of what it's like to be vegan or vegetarian and it is always like misinterpret a lot of time you know a lot of people think that reason being vegan you just got to eat non animal product and but there's way out there that you could actually make good quality food without using you know animal fat or you know like pure 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 I'll say vegetables and and grain that are that are really good they not probably taste better than meat i'm i'm being honest with you i think the word vegan itself has made uh everything sound so stereotypical so, so at times you would eat a lot of stuff that is i mean if you vegan. Yeah, it is vegan at most times like a lot of indian i i am indian myself and we have so many dishes that don't even have no dairy nothing and until now up until now we didn't even know it was vegan and they taste amazing so it's not about like not eating animal product it's just like avoiding certain products and still have a decent flavorful uh, dishes or a whole dinner at your table so i did a little research on you you used to work at the riskarton india yes sir hotel hydrogen so wow this is amazing so you've been cooking for quite some time like almost probably similar similar a year as as myself i would say so yeah but, but what got you into cooking you always wanted to be a chef since you was a kid or was it just something that you know like growing up you used to watch your grandma or mother cook all the time and that's how you fall in love with the craft see of course like um, every child when growing up their best their favorite chef is their mother myself included but i come from a family of chefs my father was a chef my uncles from my mother's side my father's side like everybody was in this industry um that came as a very natural choice so after my college i decided to pursue this and yeah i went to a culinary school and then i liked it there when i joined the culinary school like my seniors told me like you know uh, over there there is a six months period um that is uh, you can say like a probation period if you could like withstand this pressure for six months then you good for the next two and a half years and i'm i'm being honest with you those six months were really tough cuz you know the trainees are treated as you know you be you know yeah no, I've, been, i've been there so i liked it and and so, i carried it on and then just it just became a part of the daily life is it is it very common to, to in india for a lot of male chef because i know a lot of people there's a lot of stereotypical thing when it come to indian like indian food indian culture i'll say because of like the 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 average person or public does not really do research on your country and i think india is an amazing place I, if i ever get a chance i would love to visit you know so is it really a uh, a uh, common things for a lot of uh, male chef in india or it just more of a, is now is get more national credited it is it is see uh, women are um more and more women are joining now but i would still say that even even with lot of women um wanting to become professional chef is still a male dominant uh industry in my country in india 
is still male dominant. You know, it's funny you say that because I was watching uh, a video a couple of days ago and Kamala Harris is a vice president <laughs> and also Indian, Indian yes, descent. Yes. And she she cooked pretty mean, some pretty amazing meal. I was, I was watching her, her, her making her like a gravy, a stuffing, and she knows how to cook and she's not afraid to put some of the uh, Indian flair and spices. The, to the to everyday dish. I'd like to ask you this. What is the, do you ever get this misconception every time somebody meets you, they assume they, you are, they, you tell them you're an Indian chef. Do they, the word, uh, they're always making the correlation talking about like tiki masala oh, and all this stuff. Like, I would say all the time. Uh, the so how do you how do you educate the average? Because the average person does not know. Indian food is super complex with a lot of uh, different notes and background of it. So how do you explain that to someone who does not know about Indian culture or the food? See, if a person is genuinely interested in knowing what it, they're talking about, I would go ahead and uh, talk to them. But if somebody is just being a smart ass, I would just, just uh, give them a grin, just like, it, and then, then pass. But usually, like, it is, the, the Indian food is one of the oldest culture, and it has so many influences from, uh, from Mongolia, from the Middle East, and all over the world. They, it, they, the culinary um, influence is very, very diverse. I was watching, uh, uh, I don't know if you watched the show on Netflix, it's all about... Uh, the last, the last table, yes. I believe, and they had, they had an Indian yeah. chef, and I never knew, and I didn't know mm -hmm. about him. But he's I did some research, and his name is Bastia uh, Bati, and he was saying he he, he owned, I believe, in London. He have a five star. Uh, yeah, no, actually, he have two mm -hmm. Michelin stars restaurant in London. And when he was explaining to the to the contestant how like how. He grew up in India, especially during his era. He was just like he was not cooking for him. It was not very popular, and now he want to bring Indian food to the forefront because everybody always think when Indian food is uh, tikka masala, um, sag paneer, uh, you know. But there's more to that, and you know. And I'm glad you're on the show, so you could like be able to. Explain to me, is this food in the United States, Indian food in the United States authentic or is it just more of a, I'll say, just like Chinese right. food, is it mainstream? Uh, I would say 95 to 98% of the Indian food in America is very much adapted, um, mostly due to the early boom that was in late 80s, I would say. And at that time, um, the chefs were actually brought in from india right so they when when the chefs came over here there was a lack of uh, ingredients the spices and the stuff they needed to make the food so they adapted the recipes right and after that slowly slowly the immigration uh, part diminished so everybody was hiring locally right and so the chefs would train them and so they, they pass on the, the adaptive recipes. 
and that's that's what went on so if if i were to make a tikka masala sauce back in india i would not use a, a canned crushed tomato i would just take fresh tomatoes simmer it for like about a the probably the whole day and then strain it and juice it and this and that whatever the whole process that's not being done here over here most of the restaurants get over with the the tikka masala sauce what they want to call it in in an hours time or but two hours at the max so yeah the, these recipes are very much adaptive and honestly i haven't been to a, a place that would uh, actually like for the, the one of the most popular dishes is dal makhani and i'm being honest with you it takes over one over one day 20 over 24 hours for that that dal the lentil to cook and over here you have um, just you know uh, two three hours game so these recipes that these chefs, the original chefs who came from India, they adapted because of the lack of ingredients. Now you have the, uh, the, the, the vendors selling just about everything that you need, but the recipes have evolved. Not that, the, not that they're bad, but if you want to call them authentic, I would say no. But, they're, but that doesn't mean they're not good tasting. They're really um, awesome restaurants that are serving great food. But when it comes to authenticity, but then that authenticity, um, the authentic part is also the word authentic is very, um, you know, it's very subjective. Like, um, as long as it tastes good, yeah, to me, I, I don't mind. Because um, let me put this: because even back then, um, the recipes were just because it's authentic doesn't mean like it cannot be done the other way. So if it was being cooked for a day, doesn't mean that you really have to cook it for a day. They were cooking it for a day because the they also lacked the equipments that we have today. Right now, you can put something in a rationale and get uh, get the same result I would as you would do um, cooking on a on a charcoal uh, stove. You know. For those who, you, you got, you say the word rationale. For those who does not know what's a rationale, is is a very expensive uh, oven that is you can cook whatever you want in it. It's very calibrated to whatever desire you like. You know, for all the listeners who doesn't know what you're talking <laughs> about, especially the rationale. <laughs> so, as far as, as food, do you see yourself? Um, I don't know opening your own spot in you know in the near future of oh at least doing something at least teaching others about your indian uh cooking heritage you know and pass on the knowledge to others i do i do have plans on opening uh, a spot but then i'm more interested in i i, I don't want to call it fusion but very modern take of uh, indian cuisine um i don't i don't want to go there and tell people that okay this was uh this is the uh, original recipe from a thousand years ago i really want to put some good food that has every ingredient every spice that that particular dish would take but then present it in a modern way accompaniments uh, accompany it with like a different modern stuff you know that is what I want to do in near future someday. 
You know, speaking of like you say you don't like the word fusion, that is very fascinating because uh, there's this chef I'm starting to read about, and she's in Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is uh, Sasha Gomez. Mm -hmm. She's Indian descent. She was telling she I was listening to her once, and she was saying how she make a fried chicken compared to like because she's like oh this is her food is she don't call the food southern she doesn't call the food mm. Indian. Because she said, like, and, and when she's making her fr a famous fried chicken, instead of using buttermilk, yeah. she used yogurt. And she used uh, curry powder, garam masala. She used different spices, but it still tastes the same as, like, any, especially with Indian spices. So, uh, it is, I'm, you see, I like a full circle of how everything comes to light when you say that you don't like the word fusion. And she said the same thing because... And I totally agree because a lot of us in the cooking world, we like to bring two things together and we call it, this is a fusion. I believe that we should try to eliminate right. that word at least in our, in our, in our, in our career, because there's so much out there to right. explore, to learn from one another. And then we usually get lost in just the word fusion or um, trying to do this. I believe like, in this industry, everything, there's no such thing as my recipe or your recipe. I believe it's everybody ever say so in what we right, do. Right, I agree. So I would just, I, I've worked with you and I've seen your leadership style. What make you so different than everybody else? Than that, that the way you treat your guys and the way you, you keep a very calm demeanor in the kitchen. You have that like the French station is of uh, like very calm kitchen, relaxed and everybody happy. So how, how do you keep that dynamic okay, so going? This is my uh, take on this. I see this is a, this is a cliche when everybody says be the part of the team, dream team, you know, uh, and all those stuff. But as long when, when you are given a responsibility, a position and, that position, that part, no matter how big on the hierarchy that position is or low, that doesn't matter. As long as that position doesn't get into your head and you lose the focus, you lose the focus. Okay, I, I've been given this responsibility. I have, I'm the, I'm the leader of these five, six, 10, 14, whatever the number of people. And then you start acting like uh, the, 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 you know, um, like a boss, then then everything starts going downward. I've, I've in my early years, in my beginning years of training, my executive chef. He was. I saw him the, my second day at school. I saw him clean a clog drain with his bare hands. I mean, like with definitely, certainly with the gloves on. I saw him clean the 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 clog drain in the kitchen. And that struck to me. And even then, in my even at my home, my father has always set an example. So unless you don't do um, the as as a part, don't work as a part of the team, you really cannot get the the respect or the the people to follow you. You have to set an example. You know, you have to be a part of the team, and then you know your capacity and then you have to push yourself too so they see you do what uh, the how you work if they, they follow you you know 
if I'm as a if I'm as a Would maid you... in the kitchen, if I if I at there have been times when we are really running a shit show kind of you know what I mean, and we are in like weeds. It's the time is crushed. If I start showing panic that moment, every the the whole team will fall out. But then I push everybody. I ask for help. I even bring in DMOs. I really like you know. Um, I ask them for help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, you know. And then uh, I get the job done, and it really boosts up, uh, boosts the the team's confidence in me, in themselves, and that's what that matters. You see, it's it's interesting that you say you help boost your team confidence, because a lo a lot of us, especially in the industry, the era that we live in, and uh, that's saying I feel like this is what a lot of cooks in our industry are missing. That that part of like morale booster. Everybody is so busy of wanna be the hero, but nobody ever wanna be in that mindset of like like I once told some somebody a chef once told me cooking in the kitchen in a professional restaurant or anywhere right. is a team sport. It's not. It's not a one-man game. It doesn't matter how high of the hierarchy you are. Uh, you just have to work as a team. Because remember, when things fall, if you are a bad leader from the top, it should go down. You know, because you want to be able to let your cook when they leave you. When there's a time for them to make the progression to the other stage of their life, you want them to be able to say, "Hey." I had a great mentors in my career. I had a lot of those great mentors, you know, that I could still call today and say, Hey, listen, with you, with your help, I actually was able to move on in my career, at least right. make great impact. So you've been, so you seem to have a great <laughs> sense of humor. How does that, how does that come about? I mean, you, you, you're not afraid to call yourself the curse smuggler and, you know, and we've known each other for four years and you never seem to be upset about like, uh, the, I would I say you the, the, you, you know, the, the, and you know, like, because things that people find offensive with you, but you always willing to be like, you're not afraid to play Indian music. You're not afraid to showcase your family. And, how do you get that sort of uh, confidence without giving a fuck so, about what so people this say? This is the thing. That being Indian, that is my identity. And I'm in a foreign land. And that that's my identity is all I have. If I let go of that thing and pretend to be somebody else, then there is no point. I'm lost myself. And why am I going to hide from being who I am? And so if, if I'm, I'm going to give you the chance... Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. People uh, have uh, tried talking to me like the tech support guys. And you know the cliche, hello, welcome to the Dell Tech Support. They, they want yeah. to talk to me like that. And I, I, <laughs> I complete the sentence in the same tone. And when you take a joke in a good sport, it actually is the jokes is on the other to me. But then I want to, I, I tell everybody that I'm not offended from that. It is how what it is, unless you're just really gonna call me some 
really bad thing. I, it's, I'm, I'm always being open to, you know, but then again, if you are joking with me, you should be able to take my joke and, you know, how I joke, so. Yeah, that then that is that is the most honest as you know fair assessment of somebody like you just described because in our in my in our culture a lot of people <laughs> get called me Frenchie uh, and and all that stuff or Pepe Le Pew, which is which is fun which is fun of me because I don't care about my my right. Caribbean right. you know heritage and stuff like that and, and and this is this is good this is my biggest. Thing, I don't I don't think it's just like it's like the stereotypical thing that people assume that right. we are that bothers me if we forget my, my drift like but like you know like I said to you people will tell you that um take uh, are yeah, you Indian food are you taking masala or Haitian food uh, or French food is it you know crab or whatever right. it, no it is more to that and I think and that's why to make great that's why I'm glad I joined this career and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because I do believe that working in the kitchen will always help everybody understand each other culture because I believe our industry will teach us how to really connect with one another from all different backgrounds, ages, sex, orientation. It doesn't matter who you are. We all come for one common goal and be able to do it. You know, man, so, nothing brings people together better than food at the same table and nothing gives me more pleasure than like a bunch of a group of people eating on a table talking and you know that that really warms my heart and this 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 career that we have chosen is a really great way for us in a, it's not that i go every day uh, to work with making a difference to the world in my head no it's not that but it happens in a way we are contributing to that thing you know, we when we put the food out, there there is a group of people who take that food. They, they sit around, they talk, and that that, that talking, gathering on a, on a dining table, is is something that that keep brings people together, that keeps people together. So, John, what would you say are uh, the I'll say four most important hmm. things to you My right daughter, now in your life? Um, of course, my daughter, my family, uh, my career. Uh, I am very much focused on um, expanding this uh, my channel. So yeah, probably these four things that come like top of my head right now. Do you, and in your future, do you see yourself um, at the helm of a, of any restaurant or any corporate kitchen, or you or is it you no, want to focus really want on yourself? I really want to make it bigger than myself. I want to focus on like like you said, restaurant. Yes, but I would do. I have done a consultancy for a couple of restaurants. And I think I have enjoyed doing that more than sticking to just one particular restaurant. I can always go back uh, and I tweak things here and there. But I really like the uh, the flexibility the consulting part gives you. You're not like it's not like uh, you're tied to one place. You get to experiment with. Some people are happy. Some restaurants, most of the restaurants, are happy with the the very first menu that they get and they don't want to change it because that's bringing in the, the dough, the money. 
some people want to change uh, early, like um, early. Some people wants to do it quarterly. So, you know, so the more people and if you are to just restrict yourself to one particular restaurant, that is not something I'm, I think I'm not going to be doing that. Well, John, I must say this is the part of the show to say wow. goodbye, au revoir, and and my it brother, it's been pleasure a pleasure having you on the show. Too. Thank you so much for thank having you. me, Manny, and thank you all the listeners who are listening to the show. Uh, keep spreading love, and please tell and also please tell them where they could check out your page, Lilliers uh, Club, Lillianers on YouTube. Lillianers Club, that is spelled L-I-L-L-I-A-N, Lillian, A-I-R-E apostrophe S, Lillianers Club. Go check that out, subscribe if you like what you see there. We're just growing and it will be great to connect. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, man. Chef Have John Doss. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Chef King Cook with Chef Manny. Until next time, eat well. You can find me on social media at Chef King Cook with Chef Manny, wherever you listen to your podcast.